Welcome to episode 45 of the Early Game Podcast. Today we continue talking about our impressions of Modern Warfare 2, and we have some concerning news about The Witcher. Enjoy! Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, John. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Yeah, hello, welcome back. How are you doing? Good. Well, yeah, very good. Um, uh, yeah, it's always it's a bit odd whenever we start these because it's hard to think from the listener's perspective if you're listening episode by episode. But obviously, for us, we're just talking the whole time. But uh, yeah, yeah, good. Modern Warfare Two launched. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> well. It's te- there were some technical disappointments to be sure, um, but yeah, we'll I'm sure we'll that. get to that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, oh yeah, um, pretty good, quite tired, but uh, it's been it's been a weird and busy week and weekend, but um, it was good. It was good, feeling good. Um, I mean, we spent I spent most of it and. Um, I think we can immediately start into the games we've played because the only game I've played was Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I assume it was the same for you, John? Yeah, it's 100%. 100%. Wouldn't catch uh, so... me playing anything else. <laughs> same. I might go back to FIFA today, but <laughs> um, just for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it was a good weekend because of that, I think. Um, I... Today we're going to continue talking about impressions. I mean, last week it was only you, only the campaign. Now I uh, got the game as well. And uh, I played through the entire campaign this weekend. And maybe we can talk a bit more about that first and then yeah. go into our first experience with the multiplayer as well. Yeah, let's start with the campaign then. Um. Yeah, I thought overall the campaign was pretty good. I had my issues with it, especially in the beginning. I think... It doesn't start off very well, like the first... With that cutscene mission. Uh, I would even say like the first five missions or something. Did very oh, okay. little for me. You really didn't like that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, it it t- really took me a while to get into it. Like, I think the first few missions are p- pretty bland. And uh, like all the stuff with Soap and Ghost um, is, is really mad. And I think badly made and badly written and oh, it wasn't like, engaging to me at all. I like the soap and ghost stuff. I didn't mind. That. I thought that was quite good character work between those two because normally it's price that's always right at the forefront. So having ghosts take over that mentor position, I, I quite liked. But I agree I th- that the start of the campaign is not as... Um, it gets better. It amps up, for sure. Exactly. And I think also the, the characterization between the two gets much better. Uh, in the beginning... I mean, I completely hated Soap and thought, God, who's this annoying knucklehead? Which is also Ghost's reaction when you first meet him, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but like, when you play him and he just is such an annoying idiot, it's 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 it was really grating. I didn't have fun with that, and I thought the missions were either quite bland or like the stuff of um, the the kind of stealthy stuff. Like I thought the idea yeah, of a mission work like is the third in, which is pretty stealthy. Yeah, I I really liked the idea of that mission, but I thought it, the the stealth systems in this game uh, were so clunk, uh, clunky the way they were implemented. I didn't really enjoy what did you, playing what did, the what mission. What did you in, like? In what way with the stealth mechanics? Um, I just never really got the hang of them, and like I would always, um, I never got a good feel of how to be properly stealthy in this because um, it was really hard to tell, like. Uh, what you can and can't do and when you will get caught and you die very quickly. Yeah. And um, it if was you're made, really you're frustrating. Made. It would be better if it was like maybe one person could see you and you could maybe kill them and then go back to stealth. But it's pretty much a, a wipe as soon as... It, even on, on any difficulty, it's pretty much a wipe when you get seen on those stealth missions, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, and they basically don't do anything to like properly establish the the system because i mean it's not normal 
modern or like call of duty gameplay yeah and you don't really have like a tutorial mission where it's like oh we're gonna teach you the, the stealth mechanics like no like in a properly proper stealth action game like dishonored or something like it's it like, doesn't okay it, there's no introduction mission you're right it jumps you straight yeah. into a stealth mission with wet work <laughs> yeah it's like okay uh you're playing call of duty have fun in this stealth action game and it's like okay this is cool and like the scenario is really cool like uh, that is the first mission in amsterdam um but it, it i had no idea about the rules of of the, the the verbs and like the mechanics and it felt really clunky to me to play and, and i didn't really enjoy that and also the missions were really short in the beginning like yeah. the, the second answer that mission is the one that like went viral when the first early access came out and it is really cool like just walking through amsterdam but, but like you do that, it's like five about minutes. Five long. minutes, yeah. It's really short. It's it's, it's extremely such, short. It feels like such really a waste. The, uh, the 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 good job they've done of um, you know recreating the streets of Amsterdam feel wasted in this game because that mission, as you say, is really short. And yeah. the multiplayer map hotel doesn't even feel like it's set in Amsterdam. Well, I mean, it captures an, it's an internal building, so it would look the same anywhere in the world it was. But it's just such a shame. Because they yeah. made that whole area look so, yeah, just compelling and interesting. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, like, even I was playing on the PS4 Pro and um, it didn't look quite as good as on the next-gen footage that we saw on the internet. But it still uh, looks fantastic. And I I had that moment again that I described last week after first seeing it. I was like, fuck, man, this, like, really looks like the real, like, I know Amsterdam very well, uh, the real place. And I really was very evocative of that. And I really enjoyed that. But then... What you actually do in the mission is also very bland, I think. And then... Um... It's just... Fu- yeah, because you don't even really get... Um, it's not even like... like There's a later bit with the stealth mechanics where they give you a kind of quite... quite. It's a very open level design later on. They give you these massive areas. And there's... You know, it's not like Hitman level, but there's something of a choice about how you can... You know, there are, there are, say, six or seven different ways you could complete an objective and you could use a grenade or go around here or do this or that. But this one is very much a, no, no, do this thing that Price just told you to do. Yeah. Okay, now go over to this area and do what Laswell told you to do. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it works, I think, the way that they've done stealth when they give you those more open missions. But as you say, Absolutely. it's quite boring when it is just, I yeah, I was disappointed with the Amsterdam mission as well. I just like the way it looked. Yeah, I think after that, uh, uh, starting from the sniper mission till almost the end, I would say, it becomes uh, really good. I think every, um, almost every mission is excellent. Um, some are like good, but not fantastic, I would say. But I think the level noticeably, the, the quality level for me and the level of enjoyment noticeably increased by quite a bit starting with the sniper mission which i think was fantastic yeah um i like i was so impressed with it and i had so much fun it's also a mission that gives you this huge open space you don't have like as much variety as in uh, alone for example which is like the standard mission of the campaign i would say yeah but um it was it was still so much fun to have this big open space and like the atmosphere is really gripping and the writing is starts to become a bit better a bit more enjoyable and there's a weird thing in the sniper mission which they use one in one or two other instances before the end where you get that kind of multiple choice dialogue um yep. conversation with price and laswell and later a few others and that felt um really cool i don't yeah i don't hate those systems i think that was okay it was a bit it was sort of odd they had done that whole thing just to use it three or four times like i don't know how much development time that takes or money probably not lots but it was odd they Uh, went to that extent to make that whole thing just for like two instances or whatever but yeah yeah. i don't don't, you know if you know if they're going to spend the money fine i quite like the system i really enjoyed it because um it's it 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 made me uh, relate more to the characters and made me feel more engaged in what they're actually doing and saying um and actually, they're being pretty clever about it because I played some of the missions multiple times. And if you choose different things, there's usually only like one sentence that's different. Yeah. And the rest of the conversation plays out the same, uh, which is still like nice to have like different uh, types of flavors in there. But um, it's not like it's not like a 
Telltale game where your dialogue choices uh, change the entire yeah. game or anything. It doesn't affect. It's just for you to know more about the lore, really. And yeah. as you say, get to know the characters. It doesn't affect the gameplay. But you can, if you go loud right at the beginning and you kill everyone right, right off the rip when you start that mission, then price is a bit of a go at you. You get, I haven't yeah. done this myself, I saw it on Reddit, but you get like a, an alternative dialogue which you can select, which reveals like Laswell and Price had this kind of will they won't they almost there's almost a romance with Laswell and Price. Um yeah. which is quite interesting. It's not something you'd expect from a card game to have kind of Easter egg lore, but yeah, not bad as I say. I quite like those systems generally. And yeah, the sniper th- mission is great. It's it's really great. Um there's one bit that um there's this bit where you lie down and like a gr- huge group of uh, soldiers walk towards you yeah right right next to you and the first time that happened that was like immediately my favorite moment in the game that was so cool yeah but then again because the stealth systems are so clunky and you can't really see what's happening most of the time i got discovered like six times in a row oh and that's every, i had to replay that bit like six seven times and every time i did something slightly different and they still caught me I was like, what the fuck is happening? What am I this doing is... wrong? And this like really cool moment became like a really annoying chore, also because it's very slow. Like they're very yeah, slow. Yeah, you have to wait for you. them. Yeah. Um but yeah, like that's kind of the thing with this game where it's like it's really interesting what kind of ideas they had of some of these missions, which is kind of why um like the, especially those later missions have like more and more weird, interesting ideas like the all the stuff in the sniper mission that we just talked about and and alone which is like the mission you mentioned last week which really feels like the loss of us or something yeah um, you're you're like alone in the town and you're being hunted by a group of soldiers and you have no guns and you have crafting and you need to make smoke bombs and and all the stuff from like metal you find on on the floor and it's like super suddenly like a survival horror game you're, yeah you're, you're, you're weak you have no guns I mean, you you find some later panting around especially. like an old clothes shop. Nice some wax. I can use this to craft a mine or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like and it's night, and it's like a horrific scenario. Like those are like a rogue American soldiers killing civilians around you. Yeah, shit. yeah. As you it's go like, to each section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it it's super intense, and it's a very uh, elaborate mission. Like it took me the first time to play like at least an hour, maybe hour and a half, uh, maybe even longer. It took me yeah. quite a while, um, and I thought, wow, this is really cool. Uh, again, I struggled a lot with the stealth systems, um, but uh, it's especially atmospheric, and I really like the crafting. It's very simple, but it's well well done, I think, within the confines of this game. Yeah. And it was really fun to have this weird, cool mission um, that plays like nothing else I've ever seen in a Call of Duty game. No, and it's clear they had like these weird, interesting ideas, and tried really hard to implement them as well as possible well i think i think it's that i suppose they're trying to introduce us to as many mechanics as they can before dmz and spec ops and raids and all those other different modes are expanded upon so they're trying to yeah they're using the campaigns to give you a first taste of those things and i guess they were trying to build them and establish them and test them there and it in the case of what they show you in alone with those kind of crafting mechanics yeah i agree i think from what, from how bad it could have been, I, I, yeah. well, yeah, actually, even more than that, I don't even want to say it like with that kind of little add-on, suggest it's poor but good for Call of Duty. I'm genuinely very impressed with sort of um, how comprehensive, but also how simple to understand a lot of that was. Like, there's a lot of recipes. We've got an article on this, so you can check us out if you're listening. But there's like, there's a good like eight or ten yeah. different things you can craft, and there's there's tons of stuff you can find. I mean, as we mentioned last week, there are the safes as well, which have even more things in them. But it, uh, maybe it's because we've already played games like The Last of Us. But to me, at least, it was all quite intuitive as to kind of, okay, put this together, use that in that situation. You know, yeah, like quick it, and snappy. Yeah. And, um, it immediately, I immediately understood uh, how this works yeah. and could like immediately get into it. And, and use it effectively. And that, that, I thought that was really well done. Like, atmospherically, it was amazing. I like, did, it was yeah. very, very strong. 
Very much, but I did think when they that mechanic was is good in alone, and I wouldn't have minded another mission like alone earlier. But when it it, it, it punctuates the ending. the ending, and it's it's building up oh. to this epic crescendo, and then it suddenly you've got no weapons, and you're back to this kind of slower running around the room, crafting, putting things together, and it, while it, having it, it very to poorly punctuates this final crescendo of the whole campaign. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. I just, I just didn't I I didn't like the ending in, in general. Really, no. I only liked the very beginning of the final mission when you land on the roof and you abseil down i was like right cool that's cool here we go and then i get in and i didn't really love the rest of it and especially right right at the end where you shoot as ghost and you save soap yeah that was just oh are we done now like that was such an abrupt kind of one shot just boom cut to black i don't know i was i was pretty surprised i thought they would have worked us up more to something. I also I, I also didn't love the second to last mission where you invade the base, and you have that awful uh, boss fight with the, with tank, the tank and the C four. So yes. And like also the it's a cool in 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 uh, one mission before that they do the thing or maybe it's that mission. I think it's only that mission where you change between characters, and like yes, there was a cool idea, but it didn't really work out. <laughs> I think it didn't. Um, it had like one cool moment, but one of them is supposed to be like a stealthy part of this uh, bigger mission. And it just did not work for me again, because the stuff mechanics are weird. And um, I just got always uh, uh, seen immediately. And it didn't make any sense within like what you were doing. Like we were really supposed to be quiet and sneaky. Yeah, there's kind of guns, but going off and there are tanks and it looks like a full scale war. And then you cut back to one yeah. person and you have to like sneak between the reinforcements to get to. I don't even know why you're trying to get to that area. I forget what you're trying to do as the stealthy people. But you're, yeah, you're trying to um, get Valeria out. Oh, yes. Sorry, you're right. You're trying to extract the silent people are trying to extract Valeria while they're going loud. People are trying to kill Greaves. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, the boss fight was a bit odd with the tank. I don't think they've ever really worked. In, I don't think they really work in a COD kind of no, game. No, it was, it was really annoying. <laughs> yeah. I really did like... I mean, the mission itself was cool, but like that's kind of my, um, my kind of final verdict with the game is that it... Um, Oh, actually, I need to mention the highway mission, which is possibly the best mission in the game. It's so good, I think. The one where you save Laswell. Um, uh, what? That is not the best. What? With the, the, the vehicles? That was yeah. your favorite mission? I love that mission. I thought in terms of like big explosive show uh, set pieces, that was the best one. I mean... Don't it's agree. not. It's not. Well, I. I know. I don't. I don't think it's bad. I didn't like have a bad time. I thought it was fun. It was. I liked the new hijacking. That would be really good in Warzone. And the vehicles look really cool now. Like you know, they were yeah. so basic, and they have been for three years in Warzone. And now all these new mechanics making them more lifelike. Great fun. Like the driving was quite fluid. It wasn't one of those games which is like, oh no, shoot again. Why are you trying to do driving? This is awful. It was none of that. I just thought it went on for quite a bit too long. I really think that mission could have been about forty percent the length it was i would and been not okay. say quite, I, I would agree that it's uh, it has a bit too much fat on it there's maybe like one section of you dodging mines with a car too oh, many or something but, it just feels ridiculous by that point it's yeah 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 but like i i loved um there was like maybe the only uh big explosive moment in the game that really like gripped me it was like oh okay i'm i'm really into this so like, what it, about it, uh prison break that was probably my favorite playing it through. A uh, prison break is like a mixture of like this thing where uh, it's it's uh, I I really like that mission too. It also has this cool camera mechanic, yeah. which uh, the game stole from a g other game called Republic. By the well, way, well, well, it had it, it it had it in Call of Duty previously. <laughs> uh yeah, but like this game I'm talking about is like ten years old or something. It's oh uh, okay okay. Uh, that was the, the it was like a indie hit that had the, the entire game was this mechanic where you're in cameras and you're. Directing one someone character. else to yep. play. Okay. Um, but I, I liked it, uh, the way they implemented it there. And it was another good moment between Soap and Ghost, which uh, uh, also the writing in alone is, is just with them two bantering. And I thought that was really good as well. Yeah. And it gives um, you a good, it kind of flows from, it starts stealthy, then it goes to the CCTV, but then it's a bit yeah. more stealthy. And then it gets kind of louder and louder as you do this prison break. And obviously when that was all really the other good, yeah. prisoners are freed alongside you. 
yeah. no, I would also say that's like the last very good mission in the game. And I think yes, because kind of, after that is the going to the base, and then it's the final and, mission, which and is then underwhelming. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I really like that mission. It's like a good, like like you talked about um, uh, on the podcast and also in your review, like uh, most of the game is just like stealthy spec ops kind of, uh, you know, you're doing special missions, you need to be quiet kind of thing. Yeah, uh, or if you're going it's like, loud, it's very kind of controlled door-to-door -door loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one had like this nice mi mixture of you start stealthily in different ways and then you do the shooting gallery at the end. But it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I have literally a row, uh, like literally three lanes of um, enemies coming at me and I need to take care of that. And it's like really explosive and intense. Um, I thought I thought they did a really good thing of like mixing those up. Whereas uh, other missions tried similar things and didn't quite work out for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like maybe to wrap it up, I would say. Oh, uh, wait, well. It, Oh, sorry. Do well, wanna... do you say your final comments? I was going to say, oh, well, I'd like to know your thoughts on the AC-130 mission just before wrapping it up, because that's got a lot of uh, talk online. Some people love it. I it's thought okay. it was a bit too long. Again, yeah. I thought you could have just had the first half and it would have been great. But It's um... weird that it's uh, technically two missions next, exactly, back yeah. to back. Um, I don't really understand why they did that. They could have just made, like, put them together and make it a bit shorter. So, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I like that it was, like, weighty and you did it for like a while it wasn't too too long yeah like the first half it of it's really yeah. good but um I, I i thought it was okay I, I i enjoyed it well enough and it wasn't like i mean i don't want to talk about the politics of this game <laughs> no no <laughs> uh, i hated that trump's walls in this i thought that was so awful <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, and then you break back over. Like the kind of, oh, we've played with the expectations, haven't we? Oh, yes. it's police forces going over. It's good guys are crossing the border. What do oh, you think so... of them apples? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so cringy. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that mission was uh, okay. But again, like, kind of everything I feel about this game can be, uh, can be summarized in, I think there are a lot of, cool ideas in this and a lot of really amazing craft like they know what they're doing to some degree but like with with the stuff that's maybe a bit more out there for call of duty a bit different i think almost none of it lands 100 there's always something uh holding it back for me a little bit whether uh it's like the the implementation of the stealth system it's like the story twist which we didn't even talk about which are uh, incomprehensible nonsense yeah um, the bit that sets up the alone mission is just like what it's you so want confusing. a base that's why you've done this you just want a nice base i'm <laughs> sure is... with the money you you have an ac-130 surely you can afford some land and uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, it's really stupid and like pacing and some of like this uh, with few exceptions even the alone mission i would say is uh not perfect it's very good i think it's definitely like top three missions in the game um i would say maybe it's my favorite mission in the game but uh, every time i thought oh yeah this is awesome there was something holding me back where it's like ah, oh, this could have been better <laughs> uh this could have been more fleshed out more tightly paced uh less clunky implemented clunkily um there's always something for me, which is why I can't fully love this campaign. Uh, also stuff like, I can't believe they're not showing Ghost's face, which is such a like, there's like this moment where I think, oh, they're now going to show it. Yeah. And then they don't, which is like such a yeah. like good um, core, like uh, the essence of them holding back in the wrong moments and um, kind of going all in in, uh, in in also the wrong way. It's like so strongly exemplified in that. So example, I, I didn't actually I mind that they didn't. I didn't mind that they didn't reveal his face. I didn't mind that. I quite like the idea that he's kind of nameless, whatever. I do. I I know what you mean. A lot of these things, it feels like they've tried to be too broad. Like they've tried to yeah. um, bundle in too many ideas. So none of them, are, a lot of them, are, are not executed perfectly. Or as you say, the pacing's not great, and the twists and turns of the plot in particular are not great. Some things did land. Ah, oh, not quite perfectly. Something's landed very well for me. Like for me, for instance, I did actually enjoy the stealth mechanics, and I did find them fine. 
That's why alone landed uh, very well for me. The sniper mission, ah, oh, it does get a bit too repetitive at the end, but in the first section when you're adjusting for windies yeah. and you push into the town, that was very Excellent. strong for me. Yeah. yeah, that was very good. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I'm in a similar in place. Mission... I'm in a 7 to 8 out of 10. As yeah, I, said, I was thinking review. like 7. Yeah, 7 I think is fine. I mean, it's like, it's uh, very, you see a lot of money in that thing, for sure. Like, production yeah. values are there and it looks amazing and um there's a lot of different things going on uh mechanically as well as i mean there's 17 different missions a few of them are like interludes basically or like yeah. very short like not even the very short missions some of them are literally just basically a cutscene that's what, like yeah that's what strike is that's just a cutscene that you're kind of yeah moving or around in. hindsight stuff yes, like yeah. that um but let's say you have like I don't know thirteen, fourteen. Hindsight was pretty good though for the kind of setting up. Uh, I I liked how they did the character work for the uh, PMCs, especially Graves is yeah. fantastic and his men. That kind of jingoistic, loving the job too much, and how it's subtle at first, and then it yeah. becomes slowly more of it. I thought that was great. Like the AC on thirty is that is good shit, and he's like slamming his fist down onto the desk thing. I thought that was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well some of done. the characterization the 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 pilot of the AC. Who like yes it, 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 the voice actor did such an amazing job yeah lots of little pieces down there good job yeah yeah like just saying the cheesiest stuff in the most deadpan way like that's a home run sir yeah <laughs> shit like that I was like oh man that's so that's really good uh it's it's it was aggravatingly uh realistic <laughs> I think I think but, it does give me high hopes for Spec Ops though, like this whole campaign. Because I think obviously, have you tried as, it out? as we said, yes, I tried out the I tried out I've tried out a couple. I haven't tried Mount Zaya yet. Um, the way ah, oh, see what's annoying about them. Have you tried them out yet? No. See what's annoying about them. So they they focus in on one thing from the campaign basically. Um, you know, so you know whether it's the crafting mechanic or the car mechanic or the sniping or whatever. And they give it to you in a very big, uh, you know, that thing that we should be quite light, where they give you a massive open level and then they just give you these three objectives and you can go about it how you like, uh, is the same thing as implemented into Spec Ops, which again is good. But what really goes against, what seems to be um, acting against the whole mode is the way that it's scored, the way that you get one to three stars. Obviously, you want three stars to level your kits and stuff. The way that it asks you to do the mission best is is based on speed, and I think that completely works against all the stealth and sniping stuff, where you've got to do it within 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever if you want the highest score. Because, for instance, the sniper one that I tried and Mindani went for three stars on, to get three stars, you have to completely ignore all of the lovely, silent, like... Like, we had, we did it the first time, but we didn't care about getting one star. And we had loads of these cool, like, okay, you go left, I'll go right. And it, it really did feel pretty awesome, like freely doing that stuff yourself as you go around this massive city at night kind of thing and doing those uh synchronized shots but to get five stars three stars whatever you, we just needed to not do that it's like right you go a i go b we don't even stick together drop this stupid suppressed pistol and sniper grab an ak and an m4 and let's go loud grenades like rush through this so it's 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 really annoying that it wasn't like three stars for completing it with no setting off of alarms or something but from what I've yeah. seen from the other uh, Spec Ops missions as well, they seem to be grading in a similar way, which is basically going to ask you to be fast and loud and quick with it. So, I mean, it's a minor niggle, but it's a real shame because I would have liked to delve into stuff like that more. Like, I don't want to have to do a mission like Alone, for instance, against a time. I'd much rather get a high gold platinum rating or whatever for the mission by doing it stealthily and properly and using all the new mechanics they've introduced. But... You know, it's a small thing, but it did upset me a lot actually when I was playing that mission. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a kind of thing that uh, very strongly I think um, exposes the limitations of the stealth system because you could, if theoretically do, uh, theoretically do something like this, if you give uh, players the tool set to be fast and silent, for example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or or because it is quite limited what you can do and how you can move, and you have like this detection radar kind of thing. But it's uh, you don't get a lot of information about where enemies are, wh who exactly sees you sometimes as well, and how much, and from where. Um, I'm thinking of like a game like which is maybe the best stealth action game ever, um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, where also the the ratings are based on speed, 
um, you only get an S rating if you beat a mission under a certain amount of time. But that 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 game is like so elaborate in self mechanics that you can be incredibly fast and be be a ghost as well. You can you can you can eliminate people so quickly and so uh, in an undetected way. And it's a shame that the game doesn't offer those opportunities really. Or if, or to if go it doesn't, the base, then very don't... basic thing. Yeah, then yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Or, or, or if you are going to create it, do it, but don't have the time thing or make it less of a focus of the game. But especially with the campaign, it's a huge thing, the stealth. Um, you know, you're asked to do it for about 30, 40, 50. Well, well you're asked to be stealthy in almost all of the missions. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, total playtime, at least, say, 40, 50%, you're trying to be quiet, silent. Yeah, they could have done, as you say, it's a bit too unforgiving. Like, it doesn't really matter if you're jogging or walking. If you if you seem to get within this uh, arbitrary space, if you seem to get within X meters of a character and they turn around, you've got you've got milliseconds, basically as they do the turning around animation, or you've been made. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So campaign pretty good, but um, could have been better. Let's move on. We also played the multiplayer, of course, it launched. Uh, we have extensively talked about the beta of the multiplayer. Um, how have your opinions and impressions changed much from when we talked back then? Um, I think we did a good job of summing up how I feel, and I think I still feel largely the same way. I think on launch, I was disappointed. Uh, I didn't expect I didn't expect Infinity War to struggle with what they did. It just felt like a, not specific to COD, but just sort of general incompetency that you sometimes get around these big multiplayer launches with server issues and party issues and communication issues and things crashing and. You know, uh, the game uh, very doesn't doesn't perfectly realise when you've levelled a weapon. So sometimes you play like three games, you don't level, then you log out, log back in, and suddenly it's like, you know, four levels ahead or whatever. Um, so there's lot, there were lots lot of those teething issues. issues. Yeah, lots of teething issues, which I didn't like. Uh, other COD studios on launch, I kind of expect it, but I didn't from IW. So that was a bit disappointing. But I mean. That those are teething and collectivity issues. If I'm talking about it from a purely okay, once I'm in a game, gameplay, my opinion's still very much the same. I think the beta they gave us a pretty, you know, th th we've got the game from the beta. They haven't changed much. Yes, they changed. They did tune down footsteps, but not significantly. There's a few weapons I'm very disappointed to see in the game still. Um, there's a shotgun that's like the 725 from Modern Warfare, and they brought the riot shield back. And there are those little things which I will hate seeing. Um, they brought last standback, which is uh, for, like they should be yeah. ashamed of themselves. <laughs> well, I know, and they don't rank. You've always got to wait till season one. So there's going to be this period, this couple of weeks, where luckily everyone is still trying new things. But and luckily, I can get out of the general clusterfuck of shotguns and riot shields. But there's going to be a bit of that I'm going to have to deal with before ranks released. And so that's a bit upsetting. But no, generally, I feel, I don't know. Did you feel quite differently from post-beta? Or to me, it feels um, like much the same. I think uh, I, I generally agree. I think it feels slightly maybe smoother, like maybe um, slightly less heavy, like very slightly. And I think the TTK is maybe slightly higher. Yeah. I'm not sure. I agree uh, with you. On the slightly higher TTK, it like, does feel like more like three or four shots than two or three. Yeah, it it feels a little bit uh, easier, like it's slightly uh, lighter on the step, basically. Uh, very slightly, I think it feels a little bit more akin to twenty nineteen now. Well, they did uh, apparently make the sliding uh, smoother, and your transition in and out yeah. of the sliding or crouch stance faster. So that should be that's at least what they claim to have done. So maybe that's what you're detecting. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But it's it's still like the kind of heavy, impactful, impressive stuff that we've talked about from the beta. Like it's so much fun to me. Uh, like we played so much over the weekend, and I can't wait to go back. Like it's it's been really really fun, and I think they they like I said, they struck an incredibly good mixture of having like the heaviness with uh, an accessibility and like still a certain speed to it. Like. Uh, Unlike what you might read on Twitter.com, this is not like an unbearably slow game at all. Like these people should try to play like Armor Free or Rainbow Six Siege or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Make them play Armor, then come back and tell <laughs> yeah. me COD is super slow. 
like it very much isn't i think it struck a really nice balance of being um fast paced but not uh super quick or the other way around i'm not sure there's like a mixture of it feels it feels fast while also feeling heavy and uh that's really satisfying to me and still very much is um i was one very thing, oh, yeah. uh, no, uh, no, you, i was gonna say i was very happy to see in the beta we saw that the weapons only got to like level 20 and at first and at, but, but you know the new system is you need to basically level every weapon if you want every attachment but each weapon takes considerably less time to level it's only level 20 now the weapons now take longer to level up than they did in the beta but they didn't it, that wasn't just something they were trying to sell us in the beta in the real fully produced version of the game if you haven't bought it yet listeners there really are maximum 20 or 21 levels per weapon i've seen you know, some with like 29 30 so there's one it? or two there's the yeah. p90 and there's like one or two shotguns but the vast majority have 20 or less and yeah. a lot of the smgs actually some of them only have 14 like a current um the PP-19 Bison or the equivalent in this game, for instance, only has 14. And I think it's such... And the camo grind as well has been made much, much smaller. You only have to do four yeah. camo challenges and then one for gold, and it's really simple. And I think that is such a positive thing for Call of Duty because they were, getting, they were leaning on this thing of making people come back to multiplayer to grind, to get the platinum or whatever, and it was amping up and up and up and taking longer and longer. By Vanguard, it was ridiculous. It took 70 levels, even with a pistol, to get every attachment. And then to get a camos was insane. It took so yeah. long. There were so many bizarre, strange, unnatural challenges. But in this, like... Ah, oh, it's it's such a relief. Like, because yes, you have to play every weapon, but it's quite interesting. Force you to use something else, and even if you don't like that new weapon, you've only got to use it for. You know, even if you're having terrible games, it really doesn't take more than like a, f a couple of hours at most to get anything fully leveled, and you can move on to the next thing. And I think it's yep. just a much healthier, nicer way to encourage people into the game to go for that completionist grind but give it a kind of lower uh, barrier to entry than it had before, where you basically needed to be unemployed if you wanted to bother going for gold camos on things. Like, you couldn't have done it with a job or a life before. Yeah. Now, so much healthier. So happy to see that change. It's another good consequence of their new unlock system, which we talked about last time, where uh, you don't have to unlock every attachment for every single gun. Like, you have to unlock every attachment once and then it transfers between guns. Um, but uh, having that uh, enables this more easier camo system because you can't, there's, there's, you don't have these excessive levels that you need to grind anymore. So it doesn't make sense to have that in, uh, with the cameras as well. And I, it, I, I found it really satisfying because I, I have been always uh, in COD uh, trying out new guns all the time, and, and it, it feels even more motivated to do so now, and it, that's been really fun. As yeah, well. yeah. Like even if this it's not that great, but it feels fun. Like oh yeah, let me pick up the EBR fourteen or something for a round. You might earn something on what to you is the best weapon in the game that you pull out for those round eleven S and Ds where you're looking for the best of the best. You might yeah. earn something for whatever that weapon happens to be for you, which is yeah, just hugely rewarding. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Maybe to wrap up, uh, just to emphasize again or discuss a little bit, I found it a bit shocking, but maybe in hindsight not too surprising, how troubled this release was uh, on a technical level. I mean, um, I think now, m maybe this is not the consequence that people are uh, um, drawing out of this, but maybe they should, that this is the ultimate proof that COVID has fucked up video game development to, to no end. Um, that even a Call of Duty by the most revered development team uh with infinity ward is um is, is launching in a pretty bad state i mean lobbies were like fucked uh yeah. it, was, it was basically on day one you couldn't press start during a match so you couldn't do your options or quit you had to like cancel uh, the app like on ps4 or... and i saw it also with other consoles and stuff the the lobby would constantly freeze like if you were in the menu uh, you couldn't do anything if the game was starting or if someone else was starting crossplay was fucked um, Day one, it, it, we couldn't play together. The first yeah. 24 hours, uh, me and Faris couldn't play together just because it seemed like when when it when you were trying to do a crossplay lobby, when it was load PS5, up to a I'm game. On PS4. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't even across to Microsoft or PC. But even then, like if we would 
we would try and log into a game and then it would just crash the game. Now they we, did we, fix we that. We tried it with a PC player and it was even worse. <laughs> it was even more, it was unplayable. But I, I yeah. think they fixed it because we were able subsequently to get more of a game going on. Yeah, it's um, it's getting better every day. There's still issues. Um and it was fine, like, uh, um, except for the you couldn't press start thing. I never experienced that. But, like, once you're in-game and it's clear that they tried to focus on that, once you get into the game, everything's fine. Just getting yeah. into the game was uh, was a huge issue. Like, we would constantly see this thing where a game would start and the other team would only have, like, two out of six players because the others were, like, frozen in the menu or, like, still loading in or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the, the, yeah, the S&D, round one, is just, a, it's just, like, a couple of people. Then, okay, you've had your opener, now it's 6v6. Let's yeah. see how you do, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm 100% sure that's a consequence of, of COVID because, like, we saw so, like, so often that... Like, was there one AAA launch this year that wasn't troubled? Horizon, or, maybe? Or the only I can think of. Yeah, yeah, this year especially. Um, I think last year as well. And now it even had COD, where it's like, oh, okay. Like, you wouldn't expect that, especially from Infinity War. I mean, I remember no. the Vanguard launch being very smooth. Um, so that is that that was uh, weird. I mean, it, it caused a lot of stupid discourse as usual but like it's just a shame because um it it, it kind of hampered the uh fun we were having with the multiplayer and, and there's so much fun to be had there i think it's really really great um multi-promote this year but that was um interesting to see as well that like even one of the most well-run machines in the video game industry is not safe from a world-changing catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, uh, you know what? I've got on Fred. We won't now. We won't. We'll move on and we'll do. But we should do a yeah. second. Maybe get Danny on again or just do me and you. But we should do a retrospective at some point on MW. And with this whole maps fiasco, will they be allowed? Won't they be allowed? But we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, um, yeah, we've we've done a lot of uh, Modern Warfare these last two weeks. We will keep talking about the game, of course. Um, but yeah, I think... Not right, now. Now Not we'll right now. Now we'll take you to some entertainment news. Yes. Some upsetting uh, entertainment news. Why didn't you lay the well, stool? So there's two bits of news. One of them is potentially very exciting. One of them is very upsetting. Uh, let me start with the exciting one. There, uh, CD Projekt Red announced a full remake of The Witcher, the first Witcher game that they made all those years ago. Uh, it's gonna be made by a Polish uh, studio called Foods Fury, which has ex-developers of The Witcher in it. And it's gonna be an Unreal Engine 5. Right now it's an early development, they said. And it's gonna be made, it's gonna be a proper remake made from the ground up of that first game. And yeah, what do you, what do you think of that, John? I think it's potentially very exciting. Um, I've been jaded the last couple of years just because the <laughs> remakes and remasters that we've seen have felt like cash grabs and maybe it is COVID, but they also haven't, I can't think of one that's absolutely landed perfectly and everyone who played the original has said, wow, yeah, this completely fulfills everything I loved about the first game and it was great. So just on the fact of it being a remake, you say, not remaster, it is a Complete proper remake. remake. So that that gives me more hope. Like that definitely gives me a lot more hope. But I, I mean, I'm tentatively cautious just on that alone that they're not focusing on something else. Um, I'm somewhat excited. It feels a bit unnecessary. I feel like they could just jump all resources into The Witcher Four. Uh, I don't well, know it's, if it's. I think well, I think um, it's. Uh, I mean, they're giving it to another studio. See, the project is just. Um, okay, they're not going to be doing uh, it. They were involved, like in creative. They have creative supervision, is what they said. Okay, but technically, they won't be actually building this. No, uh, not none of their development studios will make this. Okay, one. okay. Well then, okay. Well, if they're not wasting any of their own resources on it, um, I'm more positive. Well, mm, hmm. we'll see. I oh, mean, well, I'm, I'm happier with that decision, but I don't expect yeah. it to be anything particularly good. Yeah, and after Cyberpunk, everything CD Projekt would like touches should. Uh, be under a lot of scrutiny yeah <laughs> um yeah so potentially very exciting but we'll have to see it i think it's interesting about like uh, what you said about um satisfying fans of the original because this will not do that the original game is fucking weird i don't know if you ever played it it's 
I it's did. Like, I had it back on Mac back in the day. <laughs> it's like it's 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 a Baldur's Gate inspired low budget role playing game made by a tiny Polish studio that hasn't made a game before, and you can tell all of those things and they had weird ideas, uh, like very much uh, RPG nerds who've never made a game before. Uh, had like the worst combat system I've ever seen in my life. It was really, uh, it was really uh, clunky and uh, uh, just weird and confusing. And that's the kind of thing that like nerdy RPG fans often love about those types of games. Or like generally, you know, it's like the kind of game that that, that was special because of the weird idiosyncrasies it had. And then with The Witcher 2 and especially The Witcher 3, they like smoothed out all those edges, and it became this like mainstream leviathan of and an that's IP. surely what they're going to do again exactly so it's going to be a very different thing yeah this maybe is why more I just for think... someone like me and who i didn't don't get think into the first game and the first game like, I, I don't know if there's that much of a hankering this is a, this is a series that became more popular uh as it developed and it, it really reached this um apex with the witcher 3 which was just uh massively popular and brought in loads of new audiences this isn't a franchise like uh you know halo or something which starts out mentally big and it just from the day dot is already iconic and has people yeah. following its sequel upon sequel so i don't know whether going back in this retrospective way and redoing the first game for all of these legacy fans i don't know where they are of the original witcher i, I don't know i mean honestly as you said like it's they're they're giving someone else the task of actually doing this so it won't take up their time fine but i i just i hmm i yeah if it was we'll them, to, it'd we'll... be more problematic. But it's fine if it's someone yeah. else. But I don't think there's that. I don't. I. I know. I didn't detect a hunger for it. As you say, it was an idiosyncratic, older at the time, not massive RPG. That's you know the franchise has since become bigger, but they'll probably it, try to like re-release it? a trilogy or something, like kind of try to cash in on the whole thing again and um, have this as like the starting point of that. Maybe I don't know. We'll see in like three to four years um what this thing will end up being but i i thought it was potentially really exciting i just want to see more unreal engine 5 games <laughs> uh, yeah well. at the moment all i'm seeing is i remade this subway station and it looks lifelike but it's just not yeah. a game it's someone walking around yeah. an amazing environment yeah 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 i know what you mean uh talking about amazing things henry cavill great actor a uh, fantastic is, is this an amazing thing well he's an amazing thing oh okay okay um, the news the news is terrible. So Henry Cavill, who uh, did a fantastic job in the terrible The Witcher series, I thought he was a fantastic Geralt. He's not going to be Geralt anymore. Uh, he's going to be in the next season, season three, and then from season four onwards, it's going to be Liam Hemsworth, the most the most white man you can imagine, uh, uh, taking over the role as Geralt. And I think... This is basically the death of the series. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's too. He's too. Um, Liam Hemsworth is too American. He's too silly. He's too superhero. He's like. He's not. I. I don't think he, Isn't he can, Australian? I can fully believe him as the Witcher. Well, maybe he is, but I mean, for all yeah. intents and purposes, he's a, he's Hollywood. He's everything yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just I can't see him in. I. I just I won't believe him in a medieval uh, setting in a, in any kind of fancy setting. In a way that, sure, Gerald, not Gerald Butler, um, who's the Henry current? Cavill. In the way that Henry Cavill, I can still. You know, Henry Cavill, yeah. sure, he's been in big films, he's been a superhero. But something about Henry Cavill, I can still see him in fantasy in a way I absolutely yeah. can't with Liam Hemsworth. Far too modern. Yeah, and far too, like, um, like Henry Cavill just had the whole characteristic of like the 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 superficial characteristic of Geralt down and like the voice and the, the vibe and everything and he was like yeah. he's like the strong edgy man and uh, who has beautiful eyes and Liam Hemsworth looks like comic relief yeah he looks he's like not he's not gonna be as characterful or like as impressive or or sexy or anything that that ha I can't imagine that especially a lot of this is up... leaning on the physicality and sexiness isn't it for you Ferris <laughs> It is with that role. <laughs> He's nice. a sexy daddy. No, but like he, he is exactly. He did exactly what fans of The Witcher Three wanted a Geralt to look like in a series, and um, it's it, uh, it. It was it was the one part of the series where I thought, okay, this that this is someone that who like uh, had a plan 
And he very thoughtfully uh, prepared this and worked his ass off to realize this. Whereas a lot of the series seems really uh, uh, lackadaisical in the way it's made, uh, which is apparently part of why he's leaving. I mean, he hasn't said fully why, but he has often publicly, uh, let's say, encouraged the show to be maybe a bit closer to the source material and like maybe put a little bit more effort in actually telling the stories the way they're supposed to be told and so on. Uh, so maybe he just was sick of being in this terrible show that wasn't a, a, a good uh, adaptation of the source material. Um, but I thought he just really impersonated his character really well. And especially following up on that is going to be tough. And I think it's um, it's going to be an incredibly hard thing to sell. I mean, I am not interested in watching the show without Henry Cavill at all. You've hit the nail on why he quit there. And like, as you say, because he said, uh, I'm like, a, I'm a gamer and I'm pleased yeah. to do this. And he said, you know, he talked about that this was a great literary character and he wanted to be Jarrell. And as I gather, he's actually read the original books. He likes the fantasy series. So it bodes very poorly for the show if he's choosing to step away. And this is this is weeks after the news that apparently uh, some of the writers and showrunners don't like the games or the original <laughs> books. Yeah. You know, Which I you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to set up too much of like a... Oh, you know, like that nerdy thing of, oh, these, you know, modern LA people won't understand my kind of old beardy European, fantasy or whatever. Yeah. But it does feel like that might be the case here. Um, hence, yeah. he's leaving. Yeah, yeah you're right, a, a very hard sell. Yeah, it's it's a big shame. I mean, we have one more season of uh, Sexy Gold, so um, that will be good. Um, and then, yeah, we can jump onto the next fantasy series. I'm sure there's going to be one. There's always a, there's always a new fantasy series. <laughs> there's always something. There's always something. I'm gonna start watching Rings of Power this week. I just need to oh, figure out should. why. You yeah. should. You should. You should. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's very. Good. I'll let you. I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, um, the writing's not great, but. Yeah, it's okay. My my girlfriend started fine. watching it, and she said um, she didn't she didn't like the first episode at all, and then it uh, started getting better with the second one. So. Very slow. It's basically just a table setting the first episode and it's like an hour and 10 minutes of that awesome i'm gonna watch it while playing cod okay yeah you, uh, oh, you honestly could uh john that's it for today that's okay. that's the show okay here we go wow a short a short uh a short tasty episode for of you yeah. folks out there short tasty episode i love it uh yeah anything yeah. else you want to add or no that sounds good Can we say that goodbye Let's say goodbye. That's nice. Well, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, John, as always, for being a wonderful co-host. And goodbye. Oh, well, you're very welcome. Well, likewise, thank you so much. Yeah, goodbye, listener and Hugh Farris. <laughs>